Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's a secret church for rich people not far from Stevens Green. I don't know if you've ever been there. But I happened to fall into it by chance a few years ago and have been meaning to tell you about it for ages. It's for billionaires only, so it wouldn't be packed, but there'd be a few of them in it. Now, you wouldn't recognise any of them, but they own everything. From the ridiculous to the sublime, one of them owns the alphabet, while another collects all the fingernail clippings in the country and turns them into aeroplanes, which he also owns. These are large, well-fed men with baby-soft skin and snake eyes either side of their ruthless noses. They have extra mouths sewn into their necks so they can eat and talk and yawn at the same time and eat other people's dinners as well as their own. They have talcum powder chests and frog crotches. Their leathery hearts also function as wallets and they only dream in numbers. One of them has the Minister for Finance working for him as as an executive PA. And their passports don't have countries on them. Just their names and a picture of the world. There's no women in it. Women billionaires. (laughs) Have you ever heard the like? So what's next? Talk and wardrobes? Solicitor pigeons? Now the rituals and intentions are more or less the same as in your common or gardener type church. But these guys, these guys are entitled to a premium religious experience. I mean, they deserve it after all. They've achieved. The Bible they read from is the original one. Written in God's handwriting with a lamb's blood font on sheaves of pure gold shorn from the side of the original golden calf. The Pope himself gets flown in every Saturday night on a private jet and whisked in through the back door. Places are limited to twelve, with all of them sitting at one side of a long table made from bits of Noah's Ark and Francis, the the Pope, is in the middle. They wear long cotton tunics in colours that have only just been invented. And they also put on shoulder-length wigs, made fresh each week, shaved off the groins of Romanian supermodels that are kept as prisoners in a house near Tullamore. Adorned on the walls, 
but separated from the room by a one-way mirror are live-action stations of the cross, with sallow-skinned refugees playing the parts of the apostles and onlookers. I they get a few quid for it, like, you know, they're, they're looked after. Retired guards play the Roman soldiers, just in case one of the refugees gets uppity. They use a 300-year-old Chateau Margot for the wine and Gucci do the Eucharist, which is slivered bits of actual poor people, flambéed in asparagus and chilli sauce, served on plates that are made out of bits of the Sistine Chapel. The Pope then washes their feet in extra virgin olive oil and dries them with what's left of his hair. Then they hear his confession and he apologises for not being as rich as they are. He tells them that they are more special than anyone else and that the normal rules of society don't apply to them. That life is a game and they have won and how God wants them to use other people as their playthings. He shows them that if the needle is big enough, a camel can pass through it fairly handy. He tells them no, that their lives have not been a massive waste of time and energy, and their relentless pursuit of money at the expense of family and friends and of the weak and vulnerable and of the planet itself is exactly what God had wanted. They are becoming more like him every day. That sick and ordinary people were being punished for not being special enough. That poverty is self-inflicted. That they are right to be worshipped by other men. That society must serve them. Then an actual beggar is thrown up on the cross and crucified. And the billionaires, they can't contemplate this until he dies or they fall asleep. At the end of it all, they head back out into the world and invariably and weirdly, it's always pissing down, pissing down from the heavens when they do. Thank God. I met a man recently who nearly died. We were at the breakfast table together in a posh hotel in Dublin and he leaned over to me and said, Wait till you hear. We haven't lost that yet, have we? The, the need to share a story with a stranger. He was a gentle looking fellow, defeated in all the right places. He wasn't trying to impress or, or, or win or prove anything to me. Just engage. There was soft hope in him. Not hope for humanity or hope for the planet, but the hope of a, of a chat or a good walk. There was a marvellous mixture of decency and wound in him. He's the type of man that I wouldn't mind becoming. Wow. Isn't it a queer thing to be 52 and still dreaming of becoming? Anyway... 
The story he told me was this. He was out in the ocean with some pals in a curragh and a wave took the boat by surprise and threw the lot of them into the water. He was sure that his time was up. Dark, wet, cold, drowning. He was bob-bob-bobbing in the swell of the sea. And he started getting visions of the many, many nights he'd spent on the bather, on dry land. A feeling he had out there in the sea was that if he ever made it back to safety, that that was one thing that he wouldn't give up. He told me of the delight and relief that he'd felt when he extended himself those times with drink, a pride he had in the humanity of it. He felt, looking back, that those were the nights that he was really living. And when his story was over, the two of us just sat shoulder to shoulder in silence and I got great sustenance out of it. And I remember the night I drank whisky with Eamon O'Connor in Kilkee by the sea. Tumbler after tumbler of it he set before us as we sat at the bar and before we knew it it was four in the morning. Eamon passed away a few months after that and I was glad that we'd gotten drunk together. Now I'd often be given out to myself after a night of stout and blather recalling things that I'd blurted out and wishing to call up the person who'd been opposite me just to say to them, look, I, I didn't want you to get to the wrong end of the stick at all. That, that, that's not what I meant. Drink brings up all my weaknesses and exposes them. And I, I don't trust them. I'd often think that a person would think less of me after an evening of loose yapping and alcohol. I'd think less of myself. Later on that same day, I was sitting beside a country woman in a bar off Grafton Street. Neary's maybe, or Grogan's I think it was. Two fine temples in the heart of the city. No music, no TV, just a rumble of conversation. She azed in beside me, 70 if she was a day, soft in all the right places. She could have been a couch. We got chatting and apropos of nothing this story volunteered itself out of her mouth there was a man back our way Donny Foley and he lived with the mother and she died and Donny wasn't able for it and he ended up in the psychiatric he came back anyway a few months later and he'd never had a woman in his whole life but didn't he fall in love with the nurse above in the hospital he managed to get his hands on a uniform like hers. And when he came back, he wore it morning, noon and night. A fine big lump of a man strolling around the seven parishes of Kildikra and Mull. A fine big head of hair in him and a long scraw of a beard. He used to cycle around on his bike with the uniform on and the uniform would be filthy with the wear of it. A big man in a woman's nurse's uniform well wasn't he seen by somebody who wanted to take a photograph of him and print it in one of the Sunday tabloids 
a photographer was going to come down from Dublin to take a good proper photo and we heard about this so we hid him for a week. We kept him inside. We said, you stay there now, Donny, for a few days. And we looked after him and the photographer came and went. And Donny was out on the road again after that. You see, we minded him. After that story, I got thinking of the statue that people wanted to have to put up in Dublin in order to remember a man who went by the name of Bang Bang in the Dublin city centre. He'd hop on a bus or a tram and he'd be brandishing a large brass church door key and he'd be pretending to be a cowboy and he'd shout Bang Bang at people. And the people after he died, this is only recently now, I think he was around in the 50s and 60s, but recently enough, it might have been the Liberties. The people there wanted to put up a statue to him. Because there's a time for minding, for minding weakness, and then there's a time for celebrating it. The Dublin Council refused permission for the statue because of their long-standing belief that commemorating eccentrics was not necessarily sensitive to the person. That's bullshit, isn't it? The desire to put up a statue to celebrate somebody's eccentricities is the same thing as the desire to mind a man cycling round the parish in a nurse's uniform. It's love. Good luck. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.